We are in December. <laughs> and December's theme is living wholeness. And so that's what our practice is this month. And last week we had a guest speaker, Jennifer Huff, and she talked about as above, so below, right? And we know this. We know this, that whatever spirit is, it has infused itself in all life everywhere and in everything. So everything that we are has to be spirit as well. So today we're discussing that. Today is living in spirit. We're living in spirit, right? There's no place where God is absent. So wherever we are, we have to be in presence. And, and we know that spirit is within us and we are within it. It is, it is everything. So, so we really can't go to God. You know, do you ever hear that expression? Like, you know, I'll take it to God. Like, like God's like someplace else. You know, <laughs> we, don't, we don't usually speak about, you know, well, I'll go with the higher power within. We always say, I'll, I'll take it to God. You know, like, let's go to God. Let's go to God in prayer. WWJD, right? What would Jesus do? Let's go ask spirit in prayer. Like, like God is someplace else other than where we are. And we have to go to that place, wherever it is, to find the answer. It's like, it's like going to God is like a scavenger hunt, you know? Is he here? Is he under a rock? You know, like where is this thing that we call God? Well, God is everywhere. It's equally present. We are immersed in the thing we are searching for. The thing we are searching for is within us. You know, there's a Hindu legend about um, uh, how, uh, you know, everything was God and everyone knew everything was God and humans knew that they were God as well and, and, um, and they got a little, a little um, egocentric about it and, and so Brahma got mad and decided he was going to just take the divinity away from humanity and the angels went, oh, no, 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 don't do that, don't do that. We, we love having divinity everywhere. So um, they said, what we'll do is we'll hide it. Right? And so the angel said, we'll hide it. We'll hide it in the sky. They'll never look there. And, and, and Brahma said, no, they'll eventually learn how to fly, and they'll find it there. And then so Brahma said, oh, I can put it in the bottom of the ocean. And, and the angels went, no, 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 don't put it there either, because they will eventually learn how to you know, sail and swim and, and go down deep in the ocean, and they'll find it there. So we need to put it someplace where humans will never find it. And Brahma said, then we'll put it within. And that's where it is, and that's where it always is, right? Our divinity is within us. And we are spirit, soul, body. We are spirit, soul, body. We are all of that. We're like the, the teaching symbol come to life, right? All three aspects, and we are that because we are housing the divine. You know, there was a, there was a, a, a Vedanta master who said, having never left the house, we are always asking to find the way home. And that is true, because, because spirit is right within these bodies. There is that spiritual aspect of us, the higher power. It is within us and in everything. It is within everything. We are really the triune nature of the divine. Our soul is the personalized identity of spirit, and our body is that manifestation. We are the, we are the teaching symbol and form walking around. Spirit is alive and well within us. And we are the individualization of that, and we play that out with our body, right? Ernest Holmes said this. He said, no man has ever walked this road alone. There is ever an another who walks with him. This is our inner self, the undying reality. This is the truth of us, that there is within us that, wait, what was... Um, Walt Whitman, wasn't it? Walt, was it Walt Whitman who said, right, the seed of perfection that is nestled within us, 
There is a seed of perfection nestled within us. That is the spirit within. And when we remember the truth of ourselves, we know we're never alone. We know it. We are living in spirit, and spirit is living with us. And when we, and when we know that, and we, we keep remembering that, what else do we need? What else do we need? What else do we need? <laughs> I think I'm thinking faith. I'm thinking faith, right? We know that the truth of us. And then there is the faith of living it, confident, confident that we're never alone, confident that there is this higher power within us. There is this place where we go within that has all the answers. Ernest Holmes said that the answer to the prayer is the prayer while it's being prayed. Well, of course, because it's all present. Everything is present. All we need is that faith to know that we know. Right? And not fall into doubt and fear and resignation and denial and all the rest of those human things we do. We play all those games with ourselves. But Ernest Holmes said, first of all, there must be an awareness of the presence of God. First of all. Next, an equally necessary faith in our spiritual self. The faith to which we're referring is not faith of an isolated self which struggles through life alone but faith of the inner knowledge. Spiritual self-reliance comes only to those who have that deep awareness of the availability of the creative spirit through the medium of their spiritual self and their oneness with the presence of God. It is knowing and knowing that we know and never doubting. We realize we're not alone. We never were alone. We could feel alone sometimes, but we're never alone to affirm the truth of us, you know, regardless of what the conditions are, to realize we're never alone, to believe in that higher power that is within us and that faith that moves mountains, right? That's what we're talking about. So how can we fear? How can we even possibly be in fear when we know spirit has our back, right? Spirit has our back always. And, and Ernest Holmes, again, going back to his, his, the Science of Mind textbook, he says, Confidence and love casts out fear. They can't even coexist. The person, and I love this, he said the person without fear is the only truly whole person. person without fear is the only truly whole person. It is ours to decide whether we're going to live in fear or live in faith. Let us decide to live in faith. Let us learn to practice faith until all fear disappears, until life ceases to be that funeral dirge and becomes a song of joy. To find peace in the midst of confusion, we must realize our center is pure spirit. To reach this place of confidence and faith in the midst of doubt and uncertainty. That's what we're talking about. We're just not meant to live small and scared and, and feeling alone because it's just not the truth of us. It's a false belief. I used to be afraid of heights. Anybody? Oh, God, I was terrified, you know? Started, I was like, and I know, I know, I know we're not meant to live in fear. We're not. We're not meant to collect fears, right? But babies are born with two fears, right? Fear of falling, fear of loud noises. That's it. It's the only thing babies are born with. Everything else we collect along the way. I was terrified of heights. Oh, my God. Anyway, 
started going over bridges, walking over suspension bridges. Anybody do that one down in Mission Hills, I think it is? It's like around 6th or 1st or I don't know where it is. Holy moly. You walk, you're on the ground, you're right? You walk, but the ground falls away. It's like sneaky. You don't go up over something. It's like you're walking and all of a sudden there's no ground underneath you. Oh my gosh, it was terrifying, right? Started there. Then, then I went up in a hot air balloon. That was just nutty. <laughs> and then I finally went to, I'm going skydiving. <laughs> Because, you know, I can't live with the fear, right? You can't live, you're not meant to live with fear. So I skydived and I went, oh my God, what am I thinking of? Who on earth in their right mind departs an aircraft when it's working correctly, you know? <laughs> but anyway, then I did it again and then I did it again and I just did it till I wasn't afraid anymore. That's what we're here to do. We are here to overcome those things. They are self-imposed limits, aren't they? We built them. We built them. We weren't born with them. We didn't come here with them. Fear of snakes and fear of dogs and fear of heights and fear of whatever, right? We collect those along the way. So get rid of them. Get rid of them. We are not meant to live small and tiny and afraid. And when, Ernest Holmes, when we realize our oneness with creative mind, we are released from the bondage of false thinking. We see that freedom means liberty, but not license. Liberty, but not license. And that is both the blessing and the curse, isn't it? We are free to choose, and we are not free from the consequences of that choice. Absolutely right. We are, what did Ernest Holmes say? We're not punished, by our, we're not punished for our sins. We're punished by them, <laughs> right? They come back somehow, some way, and we have to live through the consequences. That's why we're taught to be careful of our thinking. Be careful of how we think. Be careful of our beliefs. Are they true or are they limited beliefs? Is that something I just made up about my life? Like fear of heights, I made that one up. I made that one up just so I can get over it? I don't know. Do we play these games with ourselves? Yes, yes we do, right? We have to be aware and awake and careful about what those thoughts are we're thinking. And are they true or are they just I don't know, my father thought that and he passed it on, or it was my family that believed that, or whatever it is, right? <sighs> how many times, how many times are you thinking about doing something? I do this often, not too much anymore, but a lot. You know, you think you're thinking about doing something or going into something and you go, oh my God, that's gonna be really difficult. <laughs> Anybody, right? You haven't even done it yet. And already you're writing the script that it's gonna be difficult. And so what does the universe tell you? Yeah, okay. Sure, yeah, absolutely. The universe always says yes. Oh, that's going to be hard. Oh, that's going to be painful. Oh, that's going to be difficult. Yes, 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 yes. Before you even attempt it, you're, you're already writing out how, it's, how you're going to experience that event. Well, how about we write what we want to experience instead of the fear thought or the limiting thought? Ernest Holmes said, God is the giver of all things by means of love. The universe has, has been loved into creation. Spirit is always at peace. There is not an argument in divine mind, right? Spirit is not, should I, shouldn't I, I don't know, you know? We do that, right? There is no argument in divine mind. Spirit has never doubted itself, opposed itself, or disagreed with itself. We have free will. We can do that, right? The oneness of God means that unification, that unification by means of love. 
So what we speak into form by means of love must be good, right? Must be good. This is not love of things. This isn't stuff. This is not power over people or over other situations because that's the ego. But we're just talking about being motivated by love, right? We always say God is all there is and God is love. So that everything that we manifest through love is, is, God, is God-like. Everything. And we speak our word by power and authority, and it, we are motivated by love. All we're doing is rearranging the energy that always exists. It always exists. You know, phys- physicists say, right, energy always has been and always will be. There, you can't take anything away from it. You can't add anything to it. All the energy that has ever been in the entire universe exists right now and will always exist. Well, we say the same thing about God. We're, we are two disciplines entering the same room through two different doors. Right? Theology says God always has been, always will be. All the God that's ever been exists right now and will ever be. It's the same stuff. We're talking about the same stuff. We're talking about energy. And, and that good, that spirit is, is readily available to and through all of us. As we awaken to this, as we awaken to the truth that we are part of this huge one life of God. Ernest Holmes said, we see the first principle of life is oneness. The first performance of life is multiplying itself without dividing itself. Right? If God is everything and is immersed in everything and is present everywhere, there can't be any more or less God any place, any place else. And that's when we really start living in spirit is when we really acknowledge that. When we are present to that truth all the time, we stop creating barriers to our happiness just so we can tear those barriers down, right? I'm afraid of heights, so I'm going to have to work to get myself not afraid of heights. But I created the barrier, the afraid of heights barrier. You see how that works? We got to do something, you know. I think that's what it is. We make up stories, and then we, then we barrel through them, and we, and we heal them. But a lot of those self-imposed limitations are things we've created in our lives. We created them. We put the false belief there. We put the limiting belief in our life, and then we set about deconstructing them. Yay! So we can say we healed it. <laughs> we make our lives work sometimes, right? That, we make that our life's work. To, to heal the stuff that we put there to begin with. Okay. Everybody needs a hobby. <laughs> Ernest Holmes said, when we become conscious of our oneness with universal good, belief in sickness and sin and illness and limitation tend to disappear. We, don't, we no longer ask amiss, he says, supplicating as though God were not willing and begging as though God were withholding. Do you ever have those kinds of prayers? Those were like prayers when you're a child and, and God is like Santa Claus, right? Please, please, please. I'll be good. I'll promise I'll clear the table every night. Just get me that bike, you know, or whatever it is. When we realize we live, we live in the co-creation energy. We didn't make it. We can't make it. All the energy that has ever been, ever will be is here. All we do is align with it. And we co-create with our power of choice. Jesus said, God, God and I are one, right? 
God and I are one. What he was talking about was in unity, right? He's in unity. We are the same essence. We contain the same power. This was the lesson he was trying to, uh, trying to convey. We are of the same power. We are of the same nature, which is true. Spirit has invested itself in everything. Spirit has infused itself in everything in the, across the universe. So everything is made of the same stuff, that same God stuff. And what Jesus was really saying was, when you see me, you see the Father, was we're the same stuff. We are the same stuff. Jesus was here as the great example, not the great exception, right? So we, we kind of put him up there on a pedestal and we said, you know, he's him and we're not. But that was not the teaching. The teaching was, yeah, we're all the same stuff. We're all made of the same stuff. And that's that whole, that whole idea about, you know, t taking the, the, the trash out. I don't know, we talked about that, the Hinnom Valley and, and Gehenna, you know, like, was, was the, you know, the, the catchphrase for hell. And if you don't do this, you're going to hell. But it wasn't really hell. It was the trash dump outside of Jerusalem. That's really what the Hinnom Valley was. Gehenna in the Hinnom Valley, no fire, no brimstone, none of that nonsense. It was, it was the trash heap outside where they dragged all the trash from the city. So what Jesus was saying was, you're not going to hell. If you don't follow these principles, what did he say? It's like throwing your life away. It's like throwing your life away. That's really what he was referring to, right? The garbage, the garbage dump. Follow the principles, work the principles. See that you and the Father are one as well. You and Spirit are one as well. Follow the principles, try them, test them. We have to live in the realization that we're co-creating all the time. We are left alone to discover our divinity. That is free will. We are left alone to try and test these principles and prove to ourselves that they work and discover who we are and whose we are. And then what do we do with it? Ernest Holmes said, there is a point of supreme realization where the individual merges with the universe, not to the loss of our identity, where a sense of oneness of all life so enters our being that there is no sense of otherness. It is here the mentality performs seeming miracles because there's nothing to hinder the whole from coming through. When we recognize our oneness, when we really understand our oneness, when we proceed from that knowledge and wisdom, yes, it flows through us. We become the blessings to the world. We become the place where peace reveals itself in the midst of conflict. Haven't you been that person in your life? Haven't you been the bringer of peace in your life when everybody was going crazy around you and losing their minds and blaming you? <laughs> and right? And you can just sit there and be the peace. That's what this teaching is about. You become the place of love that shows itself in the midst of hatred. And I know you've played that role as well, haven't you? And you become the place of plenty in the midst of scarce. So, you know, we become those walking examples of the loaves and the fishes. We are here to walk those footsteps. We are here to walk the path, right? Again, Jesus was not the exception. He was the example. We're here to live the teaching, not worship, idolize the, the, the gentleman. We are here to demonstrate infinite possibilities in the face of lack and limitation. This is our ministry on earth, to be the healing, the hope, and the revelation of truth for all people. 
This is what we do. Our philosophy is not just for us. So, you know, I mean, that's how we start, isn't it? We come through these doors and we're like, I need to manifest stuff in my life, right? I want to heal my broken heart. I want to manifest a new car. I want to I change jobs. And we come to a philosophy like this, a practical philosophy, and those kinds of things happen. But our philosophy is not just for us so we can manifest a new car or get a better job. We are sometimes referred to as that. I love it. I think it's funny. Yeah, the prosperity gospel. Yes, yeah, woohoo, why not, you know? Own that too. <laughs> but that's not what this is about. This is about revealing the truth of ourselves so that we can live that fuller, richer life of love and joy and happiness and unity and peace and, and yeah, abundance and power and beauty and all of those qualities of God that are natural to flow through us, natural and normal to flow through us. And in, and in doing so, we become that healing center for the world. We become that. It's about lifting the world from chaos to order, bringing that sense of peace wherever we go. And I know you've done this. I know you have already done this. I know you're doing this now. Being the place of peace, being the place of love, being the place of joy wherever you go in, and in, in whatever situation you find yourself. And then you are the healing of the world. That, that what Jesus was talking about. We mean to convey something more. Our philosophy, our practice of the science of mind and spirit has to be more, right, than just a new car or a new job. It is the recognition of spirit within us the certainty of our oneness with that and the immediate availability of that power and that wisdom resulting from this oneness. Ernest Holmes said, such communion with God brings harmony into our lives and affairs and establishes a law of health and prosperity and makes us a light to all those who cross our path. At this time of the year, the darkness reminds us this is the time to go within. The short days and long nights remind us this is the time to go within. And the light remains strong within us. And then we remember we are that light. We are that light. We are always living in spirit. And we share that with the world. <laughs>